0: Tonight on Global News, the Rogers sugar strike drags on.
1: It's just going to be like a chain reaction.
0: The bitter impact to local bakeries and the concern heading into the holiday season. Plus, the search for a high-risk sex offender who walked away from his halfway house. The Canada-wide warrant and what the premier has to say about proper safeguards in place. And then credit card fraud.
2: This isn't like a... A victimless crime like this could have put us out of business
0: the thieves targeting a popular music store and how it may force them into bankruptcy
2: you're watching
3: global BC this is global news hour at 6
0: Good evening and thanks for joining us. A sour dispute may finally be moving towards a resolution. Rogers Sugar employees have been on strike since the end of September and the effects are being felt by those who rely on the sweet stuff. Both sides are scheduled to meet tomorrow, but as Grace Key reports, if a deal isn't reached soon, holiday baking may soon be in jeopardy.
4: It's the daily lineup for some sugary goodness outside Lee's Donuts on Granville Island. And I
0: have the uh, strawberry ice?
4: From their ever-popular honey glaze to jelly-filled donuts, sugar is key. But a strike is making it harder to find sugar. I
1: think as it gets closer to December, I'm getting more concerned. Right now, like I said, I've been able to stay on top of it. Um, and it, it comfortably staying on top
4: of it. But definitely as time goes on, it gets more more urgent. On September 28th, 138 union workers from Rogers Sugar in Vancouver walked off the job after a 100% strike vote. The key sticking points remain benefits, wages, and a change to 12-hour work shifts with the company wanting to operate around the clock.
5: The company keeps coming to us and saying, you know, we're all about family and and this is a work-life balance. And clearly, by taking 12 hours out of your day to, to be at site, you're spending more time than with... Uh, with work than you are with your family.
4: Both sides will be meeting Monday morning. The last time they met was a couple of weeks before workers went on strike. My guess
0: is that this dispute won't be settled anytime soon because when it's
4: hard to politicize uh, uh, a labor dispute affecting a sugar plant. The strike comes at a time when sugar prices have reached a 12-year high. Finding other sources will come at a cost.
1: People don't realize that sugar is
0: in in many of our products. So it, without sugar, you can't produce a lot of the food that we actually buy on a regular basis.
4: Right now, Lee's Donuts is eating up the rising cost of sugar and not passing it on to customers.
1: It's going to start to get tough. I mean, we're going into Christmas season, like all the home bakers, you know, and, and Christmas baking for all the bakeries around town. And, then you know you start to worry about like our locally sourced um, fillings and things like that that are produced locally. The sugar that goes into those—it's um, just going to be like a chain reaction.
4: If a deal isn't reached soon this holiday season, visions of sugar plums dancing in our heads could be just that—a mere vision. Grace Key, Global News.
0: A Canada wide warrant has been issued for a high risk sex offender who walked away from his halfway house Saturday afternoon. You're asked to take a good look at this photo. Vancouver police are still searching for 58-year-old Randall Hopley, who was last seen Saturday at 3 p.m. Police say Hopley has a history of sexual assault, assault, and property crime convictions, and has committed three offenses of a sexual nature against children in the past. He's described as being five foot nine and about 176 pounds with brown hair. He was last seen wearing a black coat, black pants, and a black hat. If you see him or know where he is, you're asked to call 911 immediately. And Hopley has an extensive criminal history and made international headlines in September 2011 after he kidnapped three-year-old Keenan Hebert from his home in Sparwood, triggering a four-day search. Hopley returned the boy unharmed and later pleaded guilty and was sentenced to six years. In 2018, he was released to a residential facility in the Lower Mainland under a long-term supervision order. Since then, he has been in and out of custody. And according to court records was due back in Vancouver court tomorrow. BC Premier David Eby raising questions today about how he was able to walk away unsupervised.
5: I'm certainly, uh, as as I imagine all British Columbians are deeply disturbed to hear about the uh, release of a a, a sex offender who targets children, uh, that that he was uh, insufficiently supervised and able to walk away from a halfway house uh, I, I don't understand uh, why uh, there weren't sufficient safeguards put in place by the parole board on this individual to prevent this from happening.
0: Eby adding he hopes the case will push the Senate to approve a bail reform bill as quickly as possible. Abbotsford police are investigating two weekend shootings that took place minutes apart. On Saturday at 3.19 a.m., police attended a home in the 600 block of McCallum Road for reports of a shooting. Just 10 minutes, minutes later, another shots fired call came in around the 2100 block of Martin Street. Both the shootings were outside homes. No residents were injured. No arrests have been made and investigators are requesting information as well as dashcam and CCTV footage. A volcanic ash cloud caused by an eruption in Russia affected some arrivals and departures at YVR. Huge ash columns have been erupting from the volcano in northern Russia since Wednesday. It's Eurasia's tallest active volcano. Approximately 20 flights were affected at YVR on Saturday night. The ash cloud has since cleared and the area and flights have resumed as scheduled. It's the final farewell for Centennial Community Centre in New Westminster as its more than 56-year run comes to a close. Locals stopped by today for their final chance to say goodbye and take a trip down memory lane in the process. The community center was first opened in May 1967 and is set to be demolished later this month. A new $114 million aquatic center is expected to open in its place next June. Staff at Centennial say it's been a location that brings families together.
6: There are members that have brought their children here. Those children have grown up and now are bringing their children here. Many of them have grown up and are now employees with us. It's just a real family. It's been a real family environment and people feel very welcomed here and it's just cozy.
0: Program staff are making efforts to relocate core programs to other locations throughout the city to address the gaps in services between now and the opening of the new facility. Despite its popularity, a taco shop near English Bay has closed its doors after seven years. The owners say repaying a government loan intended to help them survive the COVID-19 pandemic has contributed to the closure. As Travis Prasad reports, industry experts fear there will be more closures to come.
3: After a seven-year run, La Katrina has served its last meal in Vancouver's West End. And it was like
7: a really beautiful experience because English Bay, a lot of people, a lot of parties, a lot of bands here. But the winter, you know, is pretty slow for the street and
3: kind of expensive for the rents. On top of unrelenting rent hikes, the owners say the pandemic took a big bite out of their bottom line. To stay afloat, they took out a $60,000 interest free SIBA loan from the federal government that now needs to be paid
7: back. To pay the SIBA, it was making us kind of impossible to pay the rent and also the employers. So we couldn't make it. So that's why we have to close the restaurant. Ottawa
3: has extended the SIBA repayment deadline from the end of this year to January 18th. After that, a 5% annual interest rate kicks in.
8: Well, the 15,000 restaurants in
3: B.C. At least half of them are, at, are not making any money or in fact are losing money. Rising grocery and labour costs are part of the problem. But so too is government, according to Ian Tostenson. He says the industry's financial outlook is worse now than it was during the pandemic. We were singing off the same song sheet and we had one conductor. That was the pandemic. It kept us all together. What's uh, now is that
8: governments are bringing back red tape and regulation and all this different stuff piling on to us at a time when there's no capacity. With With
3: support from all of Canada's premiers, David Eby wrote a letter to the Prime Minister asking for an additional one-year extension on SIBA loan repayments.
8: So far we have crickets out of Ottawa. The federal government thinks that small business, in particular restaurants who have no cash in December, uh, have got $40,000
3: to pay back a loan Um, they're not listening to anybody. The Marascals say it will take them a couple of years to repay the loan. My family now, it doesn't have a job right now. They, They are at home, also me. Unemployed and wondering if they'll ever again make a living by doing what they do best. Travis Prasad, Global News.
0: Diwali celebrations got underway at Surrey City Hall this afternoon, this the 20th anniversary of Diwali events in the province. The annual celebration put on by Diwali Fest incorporates themes of an Indian wedding this year. Today, guests could experience the excitement of a Bharath, which is a traditional wedding day procession, and Shadi, the wedding ceremony itself.
3: So this year's theme is Indian Weddings. We were thinking of a theme this year for Diwali that sort of brought something grander because it's our 20th anniversary at Diwali Fest. We wanted to make it bigger and showcase all the pieces in a way of educating not only about Diwali but other parts of the culture as well.
5: Diwali is the uh, support or is the uh, the festival of good over evil, light over darkness, and I'd say that is exactly what Suri is all about. We are... Uh, we're a city that is uh, full of light, and uh, so we're here to celebrate that today.
0: Each Diwali fest this year featured a different event from a traditional Indian wedding with today being the grand finale. Still ahead, a hiker is led to a wrong turn.
9: It's nothing but cliffs and extremely steep terrain. everyone should just stay away from the area entirely.
0: Why rescuers are laying part of the blame on Google Maps plus the warning from search and rescue crews as we transition from autumn to winter. Vancouver music store says a dream order where thousands of dollars has turned into a nightmare that almost cost them their business. The owners of Exile say they've been left on the hook for the cost of the fraudulent transaction. As Cassidy Moscone reports, with nowhere else to turn, the community has stepped in to help.
10: A Main Street music institution... ...on the brink of bankruptcy thanks to fraudulent thieves.
2: This isn't, like, a a victimless crime. Like, this could have put us out of business. This was making it hard for us to put food on the table.
10: In October last year, Chris took a phone order for more than $20,000 of equipment.
2: I think it was an exciting thing. We were, we were pretty grateful for the business.
10: And he followed all the protocols that our merchant supplier had asked us to follow. The credit card transaction was approved, the items ordered and later collected, but...
2: Three months later, they came back as fraudulent charges.
10: The credit card owner disputed the charges and was refunded. Then Chris and Kate's credit merchant came for them to foot the bill.
2: Once this money started getting pulled back from the merchant provider, uh, we just didn't have money for basic supplies and there was even periods there where I wasn't receiving regular paychecks.
10: Exile has been battling credit companies and insurance claims ever since. They filed a police report with no outcome.
1: The officer I spoke to, they're like, we are inundated, That, that was the word they used with so many of these
10: calls. All of the instruments here have serial numbers. Kate and Chris say one of the items was flagged at a nearby store. Somebody was trying to on-sell it. Facing foreclosure, Chris and Kate looked to the community, starting a crowdfunding campaign this week to keep their doors open. Are you hopeful it's gonna keep you guys afloat?
11: I I think it will. It has been really heartwarming.
10: Grateful to the community, but still no clearer on a solution. The credit merchant, Global Payments and VPD didn't get back to our requests for comment. Cassidy Moscone, Global News.
0: North Shore Rescue is warning hikers of a trail on Mount Fromm that doesn't actually exist. It comes after a rescue Saturday afternoon where a hiker reported not being able to hike up or down from where he was stuck. North Shore Rescue Search Manager Dave Barnett says this isn't the first time hikers have needed rescuing in this area. Last September, crews got to another hiker hanging on near a cliff just in time. And two years ago, another hiker fell to his death in that same area. Barnett says Google Maps shows this trail as a viable option to hike to Kennedy Falls. But in fact, it's not a trail at all.
9: Hikers should not be using... Google maps or any other urban street map application for navigating in the wilderness. It appears there's some um, trails on some of these applications that are erroneous and uh, it may be in Google maps. Uh, So it's not clear whether this hiker followed that, but we know other hikers have got into trouble following these kinds of applications. There's an error in here. And also these applications do not have any contours or give anybody any indication of the terrain.
0: Barnett suggests apps like AllTrails and Gaia are better options as well as using a GPS, but nothing is better than preparing for a trip ahead of time. Understand where you're going and know how long your hike is going to take. In the Okanagan, search and rescue crews say there are, they are warning outdoor enthusiasts that conditions this time of year can vary, leading to unexpected trips in the outdoors. Victoria Famia reports.
7: Snow has already begun falling in some higher elevation areas of the Okanagan, which means it's time to be prepared if you're heading into the backcountry.
5: Rolling over from spring, summer to fall, winter is definitely a change um you obviously have to be more aware as the temperature starts to drop off as you gain elevation in the backcountry it's going to get colder Um, there's more rain this time of year so getting wet getting hypothermia is more of an issue
7: while it's always best to be prepared in the outdoors it's especially important at this time of year as weather can quickly change leading to unexpected conditions
5: so if the temperature dips below zero you're going to have a crust of ice or a glaze of ice on everything so yeah hiking can be definitely a lot more dangerous Uh, you're starting to deal with icy slippery conditions Uh, could start snowing at any time now Um, so yeah it it definitely changes what you need to do to be out in the backcountry for sure
7: and with that it's best to pack the essentials don't depend on your cell phone as a navigation device nor as a flashlight having food uh, warm clothes of course and staying away from cotton as we warm up and we sweat the cotton absorbs that moisture and it tends not to dry. The fall conditions can also change the way search and rescue teams respond to tasks.
5: This shoulder season is really one of the tougher ones for us because we have to have enough summer gear ready and fall gear ready. And even right now, you know, we're getting close to having snow up high, like you said, so we might even have to pull snowmobiles out. We have to have enough gear for three seasons basically this time of year.
7: Coming off a deadly avalanche season this past winter when 12 people died in separate avalanches across the province, Search and Rescue urging extreme caution. Last year I saw several examples of people hiking and snowshoeing up onto cornices of snow and cornices can be fatal because they're they're overhanging uh, air. So far this year, Vernon Search and Rescue has responded to 50 calls for help, while COSAR has responded to 61. However, those numbers are expected to grow as both organizations head into their busiest time of year with ski and snowmobile season ahead. Victoria Famia, Global News.
0: A North Vancouver man's world was changed forever earlier this year when he was hit while crossing the street. Now, nine months later, his family says ICBC is dragging and getting him the care he needs. But as Angela Jung reports, the Crown Corporation says it is following all protocols.
6: Golshan Barhami Marvdashti's father is no longer the brilliant mathematician she knew.
0: His
11: cognition and his short-term memory and his insight were just completely completely
6: altered this past Valentine's Day her heart was broken to see this her dad was hit by pickup truck driver taking a right leaving him with a traumatic brain injury he's now at this long-term care facility by Lionsgate Hospital along with advanced dementia patients in Farsi he expresses he wants to go home
11: he is always depressed. He has—he looks around and he tells me, I see these people, they're staring at the walls, they're not moving. And he, he tells me, did, did they put me here to die?
6: Barhami Marvdashti has been advocating for her father to be put in a different facility. Doctors agree. In one letter, his physician writes, he is not receiving the care he needs as outlined by the physiatrist. He will benefit from moving to a long-term care facility that can meet his needs. In 2021, when ICBC introduced the no fault system, it said it would be able to offer the injured person care faster and the old litigation model couldn't always promise that. But Barhemi marv says that pitch isn't their reality and she since hired her own legal team. My dad's doctors recommended
11: that he have a companion visit him in order to prevent social isolation and ICBC denied paying for that. So I'm paying for the companion to come to see my dad and they will not reimburse me. I've spent over $10,000 already.
6: But ICBC says it has approved his entire recovery so far.
3: We've been working closely with him, his family, and his care team to ensure he is accessing all of the benefits that are
9: available to him under enhanced care.
6: Barhami Marvdashti says the Crown Corporation has yet to designate her 80-year-old father's injuries as catastrophic, which would entitle him to a lump sum of more than $288,000. ICBC says it is currently assessing his medical report. When your
11: life is left in the hands of an insurance company, for them to decide how injured you are or how much care you need, that's a scary place.
6: She since filed a complaint with the Civil Resolution Tribunal. Angela Jung, Global News.
0: Coming up, total blackout. Gaza cut off from communication and internet as more Canadians are stuck in limbo trying to get out. Plus, the race is on to find more survivors in Nepal after a deadly quake as the death toll continues to climb. Gaza is once again under a communications blackout, the third since Israel's war on Hamas began. Israeli planes dropping leaflets urging Palestinians to move south as its troops close in after surrounding Gaza City. As Danielle Hamamjan reports, hundreds of Canadian citizens were hoping to get out of Gaza today, but that has yet to happen. And first, a warning: some of the images you're about to see are disturbing. <laughs>
12: This was supposed to be Saham El batnejis ticket out of Gaza today. 200 Canadian passport holders, including her young daughter, were meant to cross into Egypt. Instead, this is what the Rafah border looked like. At a complete standstill, no one allowed to leave. Death haunts us every second, she says. Why can't countries around the world see us as humans? Daily trips to Rafah has meant dodging airstrikes and praying their journey there would be the last. Canadian Asia Mathkur gave us an update the moment she received
7: one. I just got a call from Global Affairs telling us that they will call us if there anything changes. For now, everything is closed. Borders will remain closed till further notice. And she told me this time it might take longer to get us out.
12: A team of Canadians is ready to receive them on the other side, but no one knows exactly when that will be. What's the reason you were given for the holdup today?
5: The holdup
13: today is essentially a disagreement between the different parties, namely Israel, Egypt and Hamas, to the effect that Hamas wanted to have a certain number of individuals cross into Egypt to get medical attention, to which the Israelis and the Egyptians have refused. So, and Hamas essentially said, if uh, these 50 individuals uh, that are of interest to Hamas cannot
3: go through, then nobody goes through.
12: Egyptian citizens are begging their president to open the border. This woman says she lived in the Maghazi camp in central Gaza. This is what's left of it now. They hit the water tank as they did with all the other water tanks. Did the water tanks throw stones at them? Did the water tanks fire a rocket? He asks. They are doing this to humiliate people. As the strikes on Gaza by air, sea, and ground continue, for Benjamin Netanyahu, any talk of a ceasefire is still out of the question. There won't be a ceasefire without the return of our hostages, he said. Some Israeli ministers believe Netanyahu is not going hard enough on Gaza. No such thing as an innocent Palestinian is what the far-right heritage minister, Amihai Eliyahu, said. In fact, he went even further, suggesting a nuclear attack on Gaza could be an option. He's since been suspended. Daniel Hamam, in Global News, Jerusalem.
0: A young child is safe and a suspect has been arrested at a Hamburg's airport following what police called a hostage situation. According to police, the incident lasted 18 hours and ended with a 35-year-old man being taken into custody. On Saturday night, all takeoffs and landings were halted after a man drove through a security barrier onto the grounds of the airport with a child. Police say the man parked his car under a plane and refused to exit the vehicle with the four-year-old girl. He was believed to have a firearm and possible explosives, according to authorities. Hamburg airport officials say that over 280 flights scheduled for 34,000 passengers have not yet resumed. Authorities in Nepal are racing to find more survivors of Friday night's deadly earthquake. The quake killed at least 157 people and has become the country's worst since 2015 many survivors who lost their homes spent the night outside pleading for government assistance officials say they're focusing resources on rescue operations but will soon address relief and rehabilitation needs the u.s geological survey pegged the earthquake at a magnitude 5.6 coming up radon gas dangers the radioactive gas creeping into canadian homes and ways you can protect yourself and your family.
3: Take a moment to reflect. BC Remembers, live on Global BC and BC One, Saturday, November 11th from 10.30 a.m. Brought to you by the Royal Canadian Legion. We remember to honour Canada's veterans.
0: The holiday season is right around the corner, marking the return of toy drives for those in need. Local wrestler Jasmeet Fulka is hosting a toy drive from November 20th to December 2nd in Abbotsford for children in need. He's looking to raise $35,000 in addition to the toys, which can be dropped off at Archway Community Services. His goal is to give back to the community and use his platform for a good cause.
5: All the
8: toys will be donated to Archway Community Services and all the financial benefits will be donated to uh, Eversort Canucks Place Children's Hospice. I encourage all the athletes and anyone um, that has a platform to use it for a bigger and better purpose than yourself
0: so great to hear the wrestlers they're just a bunch of softies Yvonne. <laughs> it's nice it's very
14: nice so mm-hmm. we're getting into the holiday spirit already it feels like it. Yeah
0: how's it going how's it looking outside weather-wise?
14: Uh, the rain's starting to pick up it'll be heavier times something to keep in mind for our Monday morning commute we are gonna see that heavy rain and the winds are gonna pick up once again. Right now we've got that rainfall report at the airport, airport rather we're sitting at 12 degrees and there's that wave of moisture that's really gonna start to intensify just in behind it we've even seen a few lights lightning strikes that have popped up so there is some instability and we may have the potential for some lightning even along the western edge of Vancouver Island but this is the weather maker that is moving in it'll impact us through the day on Monday and then a nice break in behind it as well so the timeline through the day heavy at times for all areas along the south coast areas into the southern interior in the southeastern corners of the province we'll see the chance for some showers but it'll be lighter in terms of precipitation and then in behind it by Tuesday Wednesday we'll rebound with some sunshine in the mix now rainfall amounts we've got anywhere with the potential between 20 and potentially up to 30 millimeters and that takes us in towards tomorrow night. Windy along the north coast with those winds picking up to 30 kilometers per hour. We still have some fog across the region for the peace. That'll dissipate. We'll have some breaks. A mainly cloudy sky across the central interior. Much of the southern half tomorrow it will still remain unsettled with on and off showers. Heavier precipitation for a few spots leading into the southeastern corners of the province and it's cold enough for the early morning hours that we could see a few wet flurries and then changing over to a chance for some showers. Whistler tomorrow with highs up to 8 degrees. Most areas along the south coast will still get into the double digits between 10 and 11 degrees but the rain and is going to be paired with windy conditions we could see sustained winds at around 30 in the gusts closer to 50 kilometers per hour so be prepared for monday grab the rain gear it is going to be a soggy one to kick things off but then my tuesday wednesday those look to be the nicest out of the bunch we'll have some breaks in there on tuesday wednesday even double digits will be closer to 11 degrees and then the next round of rain potentially moving in for a thursday night krista all right thanks so much yvonne
0: A Second World War veteran from West Kelowna has two reasons to smile today. Happy birthday
14: to you.
6: Happy birthday.
0: Robert Shoplin turned 103 today. He grew up on a farm in Saskatchewan before serving in the army in World War II. Shoplin later became a trucker, got married, and had three children and numerous grandchildren and great-grandchildren. He says the secret to a life, a long life, is exercise and staying away from Brussels sprouts.
3: (laughs) Don't we? We like Brussels sprouts.
5: No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think they're made for human consumption.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's the, the secret. That's
12: OK. Got, yeah. I mean, it's working for him. <laughs> it
0: really is. OK, and if celebrating a birthday into his hundreds isn't enough of a reason for a party, it's also his anniversary. And it was 71 years ago today that Shopland married his wife Louise. So he also shared the secret to a long marriage and says it's picking the right person to marry. Oh that Aww. isn't that sweet. So you know, great advice. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's probably on the diet for many uh, Whitecaps players
8: today. Yeah, well, I'm taking that advice. So yeah. Never <laughs> touching <on buses> another <laughs> nice. sprout. 103. There you Good go. To, to live that long as well. Congrats to him. Uh, and uh, yeah, big game for the Vancouver mm-hmm, Whitecaps. Yeah. Let's start there. Uh, a massive test at BC Place. Uh, game two, must-win situation for the Vancouver Whitecaps after a disappointing loss last week in L.A. against LAFC. They need to win and it's been uh, an intense battle. Two teams really going after it and the Whitecaps in a tight one. This one uh, coming down to the wire will have those highlights. Uh, all the great scoring chances and uh, the big plays as well. Some big saves from Yohei Tako. Could definitely want to stick around for that.
0: That sounds great and we'll uh, also head to a viewing party as well for the Whitecaps with tens of thousands of Whitecaps fans flocking to BC plays as you mentioned Asa in a must win against La, stay with us. It's the leading cause of lung cancer in Canada for non-smokers, and experts are hoping the conversation around radon gas will reach more people this November, which is Radon Action Month. Rosanna Hempel has more on this naturally occurring yet radioactive gas that creeps into Canadian homes and how you can protect yourself and your family.
12: So this pipe draws the air; it goes through the concrete floor.
1: Pam Worthington had a radon mitigation system installed in her basement. Then the air moves up through this pipe. After she noticed levels of the odorless radioactive gas rising in her family home one spring.
12: Now it works effectively and keeps levels to really quite low levels.
1: As the executive director of the Canadian Association of Radon Scientists and Technologists, Workington is familiar with the risks of this invisible gas that arises from the breakdown of naturally occurring radioactive elements, including uranium, in rocks and soils.
12: Sixteen percent of the lung cancers are linked to radon. And so that includes both people that have never smoked and then current smokers.
1: Neil Johnson with the Manitoba Lung Association says radon seeps into houses through basement cracks and window wells.
13: That radiation pings into one of the lung cells when you inhale it in, it uh, hits the lung cells and it causes the mutation in the DNA.
1: Health Canada says lung cancers related to radon result in more than 3,000 deaths in Canada each year.
13: There's still a, a fairly large segment of the population who are not aware about radon.
1: Workington says a number of digital and one-use detectors are available on the market to continuously monitor or test radon levels over a period of several weeks. Health Canada says levels shouldn't surpass 200 becquerels per cubic meter.
12: We close up our windows and we spend more time in, inside over the winter and so we recommend that people uh, start the test in November.
13: There's a little fan, sucks a radon gas from underneath the slab and shoots it outside.
1: Installing a radon mitigation system and sealing any cracks can help prevent buildup. being proactive to help save lives. Rosanna Hempel, Global
0: News. Coming up, Whitecaps in a must-win playoff situation. We'll head back for the crowds, the goals, and the close calls ahead when Asa Raymond returns. Stay with us. Discover
14: the world's most captivating, immersive experience about space. Experience firsthand what life is like in orbit. Space Explorers The Infinite is inspired by NASA missions and will transport visitors into space abroad the International Space Station. Join Willowbrook's 8th Annual Charity Shopping Night, benefiting Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Langley. Enjoy a live musical performance by Chantel Kraviasik and more. For RBC, I'm Yvonne Schell
3: in partnership with Preventable and ICBC. Yellow lines don't prevent distracted driving. You do. Let's keep it preventable.
0: More than 30,000 fans packed BC Place this afternoon as the Vancouver Whitecaps took on LAFC in the first round of the MLS playoffs.
5: Let's go Whitecaps, let's go.
4: Let's go Whitecaps, let's go.
0: This is the first time the Whitecaps have hosted a playoff game in six years and it's also the first time the upper deck of BC Place has ever been open for an MLS game. And of course, everyone is watching and waiting for, you know, the goals and uh, yeah, waiting for the excitement, waiting exactly. for
8: uh, yes. to see how this one ends. It's been an exciting game at BC Place. As you mentioned, a packed crowd as mm-hmm. well. And, uh, yeah, we'll get right to the highlights. This game uh, just wrapping up at BC Place as well. It was a super sports Saturday for Vancouver sports fans. The Canucks beat the Dallas Stars last night. The BC Lions advanced to the Western Final after thumping the Stampeders at BC Place. And the Whitecaps were looking to make it a super Sunday as well. As you mentioned, Chris, a club record crowd was in attendance to witness it. More than 30,000 people at BC Place for the do-or-die match against the reigning MLS Cup champions, LAFC. And the stars were out at BC Place for this one, including the hilarious Will Ferrell. He was booed when they showed him on the big screen. 10th minute, uh, Brian White heads this on, and Ryan Hollingshead almost heads it in. Comes this close to nodding in the opening goal of this game. Instead, it stayed nil-nil. It just went wide. At the other end of the pitch, Mario Gonzalez is brought down in the box, and there wasn't much in the challenge. Blackman got the ball, but uh, the referee says uh, that is indeed a penalty from the spot. It was taken by Golden Boot winner Danny Pawanka. He fires it past Yohei Takaoka. Blanca giving the visitors a 1 0 lead in the first half. The Caps has struggled defending set pieces last week. This corner kick and struggled as well. But Yohei Takaoka making a couple fine saves to keep the Caps in this game. First, that stopping close, then Denny Blanca from distance. Great job by the Japanese keeper. Just before halftime, Brian White closes down quickly on Max Kripo. And almost blocks this one into the goal. Instead it stayed 1-0. LAFC at the break. Second half, Richard Lorea is pushed and brought down to the box, but he does get the shot away. And yeah, wouldn't even go to VAR. Nice save in the end by Kripo as well. And then at the other end of the pitch, LAFC looking to add to their lead, but instead it's Yohei Takoka coming up with another clutch stop the caps hanging in this one still down a goal and then a chance here for brian white tough angle tries to fire that one past max kropo can't do it and late in this game lafc just clinging to a one nil lead at bc place the caps just needing to tie that up to force penalties and pick up that win Well, Seahawks were in first in the NFC West before their game in Baltimore the Ravens didn't care they handled business at home Gus Edwards punching it in he had two rushing TDs and then the rookie running back Keaton Mitchell also took advantage of the poor tackling by the Seahawks this TD was a 40 yard scamper Ravens going on to win this one. Thirty-seven to three, Seahawks fall five and three. Uh, they finished their second in the NFC West, but the uh, same record as the 49ers. <laughs> NFC East rivals squaring off in Philly. Cowboys had a three-point halftime lead, but the Eagles scored 14 in the third quarter, including this one to AJ Brown. So they had a lead in the fourth quarter, but the Cowboys fighting back in the fourth. Dak Prescott rolling out. Throws his strike to Jalen Tolbert for the touchdown, but on the two-point conversion, Prescott stepping out just before reaching the end zone. So they'll need to score another TD. Desperate times here, and they come up just short on the final play. C.D. Lamb stopped a little short of the goal line. The Eagles hang on to win this one, 28-23, and improve to eight and one. Early this morning in Frankfurt Germany Dolphins Chiefs both teams with six and two records Kansas City got it on Friday Dolphins been there all week Mahomes hits Jerick McKinnon on third and three went untouched second major of the game Mahomes went 20 of 30 185 yards two TDs no picks just before the opening half was out Dolphins trying to make something happen Tyreek Hill stripped to the ball by Trent McDuffie Mike Edwards scoops lateral to Brian Cook Cook. High steps into the end zone, 59 yards down the sidelines. 21-0. At that point, Dolphins scored a couple. In the third, Chiefs though hang on to win this one, 21-14. Improved to seven two on the season. Toronto's first meeting with. Six for 16 First overall, overall pick, Victor Wemignano, the M4 Frenchman, just 19 years old, and he had a good game in this one. He had 20 points, 5 blocks, 9 rebounds, but the uh, the big man fumbled the most important rebound of the game, with time ticking down, and OG Ananobi puts it in to tie it up He send this one to overtime. Raptors overcoming a 22-point deficit. And, and they win OT. it, 123-116 in Seven overtime. And we're just uh, receiving word that it's, uh, it's a tough one. The next goal was mm-hmm. scored at BC Place, and mm-hmm. the bad guy scored it. LAC uh, with no. the 2 0 yeah. lead, uh, two-nil win here. So that's uh, obviously disappointing end yeah. to the Whitecaps season.
0: Yeah, ran out of time for the Whitecaps. Yeah,
8: not for uh, lack of trying, though. It was uh, was a spirited effort. Uh, Plenty of chances in that game uh, just coming up short in the end. LAFC, a very good team as well, as mentioned, reigning MLS Cup champion. So a tough draw as well in the playoffs.
0: Oh, well, um, at least, you know, we got this far, and it was nice for the fans Great crowd as well. Eason exactly. Hackers. That's okay. cool. All right. Thanks, Asa. Well, still ahead, pivoting from home play to performer. Still ahead, the story of a BC man who traded in his baseball bat for the guitar.
3: Stay with us. This is BC is brought to you by Johnston Meyer Insurance Agencies group. 50 years of trust in your community.
0: A North Vancouver man has made a successful career pivot. Once an elite baseball player, he's now a popular mu- musician. Jay Durant has more on this is BC.
13: I'm still tossing about. Long before becoming a songwriter, Ivan Hartle had a calling to music. Just not a lot of time to commit.
3: Here it's Hartle. How many times have I said his name in the last minute?
13: His baseball career was going very well. MVP of the 2010 Junior College World Series in the U.S. Soft hurdle, pop fly out of the ballpark. But often between these big hits and team bus trips, he'd break out the guitar.
9: I wasn't the guy to, you know, show up and all of a sudden have a guitar and be like, hey, like, let me play a song. It was more so I just loved music. It was kind of like a secret thing of mine that, you know, if baseball didn't work out, I'd want to pursue music.
13: He was 14 when he bought his first instrument with a little inheritance from his grandfather, Fred, who happened to be a pretty good ball player as well.
9: That was the money that I used to buy this guitar, so, um, and it's been my main acoustic ever since then.
13: Seven years slowly building his career. the shine.
9: I remember just kind of going to open mics and, and playing there and then meeting people and next thing you know, you're playing shows, you're making a little bit of money. Whoa, whoa.
13: Yeah, been here for a while. There have been new releases, festival dates and small tours. These chicks they stop.
9: If you love doing something, get into it, you know.
13: From big dreams on the diamond to show night on the stage. A soul singing second baseman whose other talents have led him to a gig that he'll never have to retire from. As
9: long as you love what you're doing, I mean, there's no one's going to tell you to stop really, right? You can just keep doing it. Jay Durant, Global
13: News.
0: And if you know someone who has a great story to tell or something unique to B.C. that people need to know about, email your ideas to Jay at thisisbc at globalnews.ca. And, um, Asa, it was a crazy end It to was the- a wild
8: finish. So I mentioned it was 2 nothing. There was a goal that was scored. It was then disallowed. The White Caps were <laughs> still within a goal, had a chance to tie it at the end, came up just short, ended up losing 1-0. Okay, that's... We have all the highlights yeah. at
0: 11. <laughs> yeah. We'll be watching for that. And um, some rain on the way too, right?
14: Yeah, we're tracking rain this evening and heavy at times through the day. Tomorrow also breezy, especially as we get in through the afternoon and evening. We could see some of those winds picking up with gusts of up to 50 kilometers per hour. So it's going to be a soggy one for Monday, back to work and school. Uh, but it rebounds quite quickly. Tuesday, we'll see some sunshine in the mix. A bit more cloud cover lingering on Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, don't look ahead just yet because <laughs> we're seeing on and off showers. And that's still a few days out but for monday back to work and school it'll be a soggy one and then we'll be back into some
0: sunshine quite pleasant on our tuesday i always love it when you add in the little sunshine (laughs) sunballs, as barry puts it it really like you know gives us a little bit of hope yeah totally okay all right thanks so much yvonne and just before we leave you tonight a quick programming note to our viewers today is my last day as i will be heading off on maternity leave um our lovely Travis Versailles will take the reins here on the weekend news hour anchor desk covering for our lovely Sarah McDonald who is on mat leave and um, you know I think it's time to go when the desks are getting a little bit small (laughs) 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 just a touch
14: we're gonna miss you yes good luck and we're looking forward to an update when baby arrives can't
8: wait thank
0: you and thanks so much for watching we're all back at 11 have a good night